Stakes is high. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, look. We back up in the building now. Hey, yo, we about to tear the building down like a 757 or 9-11. Street smart niggas with the wisdom of a reverend. All the eyes stacked against us. We still the ones you should bet with. Shark infested waters interact your own discretion. Swimming with piranhas trying not to get your flesh beat. Yeah, real podcast for people that's really real. TC and Jones tell you how they feel. Every Wednesday when you hit play, you gon' laugh and learn something from this discussion. We going up. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Stakes is High podcast, a real podcast, having real conversation with real people. And I am Jones. What up, TC? What's good? How you doing, my brother? I am chilling, man. How about yourself? Man, blessed more than I should be, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Back at it again. Yeah, another week, man. Another week. (laughs) Another blessed week. I'm feeling real blessed today. Yeah, man. You, you, I told you about our guest. You got super hyped. I did. I did. I did. You all, listeners, you'll find out why soon. Very, very soon. Yeah. Very soon. But, uh, man, you know, first and foremost, I want to give a shout out to Deuce Touche for, for our last episode. And, uh, man. That's the bottle. Yeah, yes. man. We had yeah. a, I had a, I had, I got a text, man, and it was just, it's interesting, man, how, you know, I got a, I got a text from uh, 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 a lady from the hotel, you know, that that I was doing mm-hmm. part time in, and uh, mm-hmm. she fell right, she fell right into the white privilege conversation without her even knowing it, <laughs> and it oh, was, yeah, so, man. Uh, what 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 was said? Like what what was her? Well, she you know, had, what were her thoughts well, on the episode? Well, well, not to make our guests keep wait too long, but real quick, she said that she had a problem with uh, us saying that we need to teach our kids about white privilege. She said, and I said, well, explain. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I don't think that you should have to teach them that because you teach kids to just as long as you work hard, you get what you want. The first thing I said was, that's your privilege talking right now. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, man, it was, okay. um, you know, and well, first and foremost, I asked her, I said, well, before you continue with the conversation, uh, how about you listen to the episode and then you can probably get clear understanding, you know, what's going on. So, so yeah, man, that was, that was uh, very interesting. <laughs> I like that feedback. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, man, hopefully we, she listened to the rest. That would be good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. But anyway, man, again, um, thank you guys for listening. And TC, before we go any further, if they want to listen to that episode and any of our past episodes, where can they find us? At Stakes is High Pod. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of our episodes you can find on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or interested in being a guest on the show, please shoot us an email at StakesIsHighPod at gmail.com. All right, everybody, we have a special guest. Um, First and foremost, I want to give a big shout out to Nicole. Nicole, uh, who listens every week, um, and she not only listens, she shares the episodes and Mm -hmm. she has also, uh, you know, has have shared it with, with a lot certain individuals that have been basically tuning in with us every week. So she texted and said, hey, um, 
I have a cousin that might he might wanna might wanna have on a show. I said, okay, you know, I'm always open to open a new guest and and uh you know especially you know if if it's someone that's a family member of a person that listens to someone i know and she was like okay cool and then she she said uh do you watch greenleaf i said well <laughs> i said <"What?" laughs> i said you know uh i I will. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but uh, of course, you know, uh, a lot of people, including Michelle, she's somewhere around here, trying to uh-huh. trying to trying to see and look on Skype. And and, and I, when I presented right. when I presented to to you, TC, what did you say? <laughs> I, I thought you was bullshit. I thought I thought you were. Not, I was like, man, you lying. Get out of here. No, you were lying. So yeah, I got a little hype. I got hype. Maybe I, I need to let you do the intro, man, because you and Courtney are faithful watchers, and I let you go to go. Yeah, we, we're watchers, man. Uh, we we are big fans of uh, the show, and uh, I, I won't I won't go I won't stretch it out, but want to bring Miss Kim Hawthorne to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate your time, and I'm excited. I, you know, I have to refrain uh, from calling you by your show name. I just watched the uh, I watched the season five premiere last night, and woo, yeah, we, okay. we were. We, we we yeah we, we were over here in this household uh, uh, acting a fool you know looking at the TV <laughs> screaming at the TV you know I've been waiting I've been waiting to see what happened with those papers you pulled from the safe oh yeah. I've, uh, <laughs> I've been waiting I've been waiting. So, yeah. So if, thank you. Thank you for joining yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for taking time, you know, uh, taking time out of your schedule, uh, busy schedule, and uh, joining us. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. My pleasure. Uh, Nicole, must, she, she must be a good cousin because you, you said without without hesitation, you came, you 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 That's jumped family. on. That's family. That's good. I know she wasn't going to have me a uh, Rinky dink stuff, so <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Yeah, she doing it, it was something that was quality, you know. Good, good. recommend. So, yeah, I was excited. Okay, good. Thank you. So, um, before we get started, and you know, before we jump into you know, um, and I don't, I just don't want to stop at Greenleaf, you know, you your resume right. is whoa, <laughs> your extensive. resume is extensive, but before we go there, you know, how are you doing in these, you know, these trying times? And it's only fair, you know, to, to discuss that first, you know, in respect to, you know, everything that's been going on, not only with the pandemic, just with, you know, of course, you know, all the tragic tragedies that's happening, you know, and with, with us as of recently. Well, it's been very challenging. Um, just from a, uh, being black in America standpoint, it's been excruciatingly challenging. Um, I was born in 68. Okay. So that was a very turbulent year. You know, we lost, um, Martin Luther King Jr. In that year, there were a lot of other things happening in and around, um, that, that year. Um, you know, and there were riots that year when he, was assassinated, you know, and I'm, I'm from Newark, New Jersey. So my mother would always tell me about how Newark burned, you know, people rioted and all that. And um, so it's just very odd to me to have had a mother who grew up uh, in segregation mm-hmm. and um, she had a, a father who was black, but 
Now we know how this goes. We know how the genes go. If you have two mixed parents, you can come out looking white. And mm -hmm. that's what happened with her father. He had two parents that were mixed and he, he was blonde haired, blue eyed, but he never identified himself as white because mm -hmm. his mama, his mom, everybody was, you know what I mean? And so he married a black woman. He could have very well have passed and gone on and lived a white life if he wanted to. But um, he married my grandmother who was black and they were in the Alabama, okay? Uh-oh, yeah. Back in the 30s, my mother was born in 36. So there you have it. And she was the youngest of uh, eight kids, six who survived. And she would tell me stories about how her father would have to lie and say that my grandmother was the maid. Because mm. he could go into the restaurants and stop and go to the bathroom. And people would come up to the car and go, what, what's that blank doing in the front seat? Oh, well, this is my maid. And she'd be in the back seat, or he'd be walking down the street with my mother. And men would just holler across the street, um, what you doing with that little end girl? Mm. And they knew that his child, because she looked mixed, you know. So even he caught it. Um, but um, so it's, it's, it's amazing to me because I have never experienced that level of it in my 52 years of life. Now, we know when we go to the store and we know the subtleties at the bank, we know all the subtleties that we have to deal with, even in the workplace, okay, or just going anywhere. Um, you know, being at a counter and being in line, being at the counter, like let's say, I remember this happened to me in, in Atlanta and I was really kind of pissed off because it was somebody that looked like us who did it to me. Mm. I was I was waiting, you know, you pull the number, you wait, you wait, and I was next. And so I had waited long enough for some other people to come up and the people behind me were white. And then the brother was like, uh, who's next? And like looking past me and I'm like, I said, brother, you saw me standing here? You know, I was next. I'm next. You don't need him to tell you I'm next. And I've right. been sleeping there. So, so it was, it was just those little things, those little things that chip away at us on a daily basis where, you know, <laughs> sometimes you just wake up and leave the house. Like I wish a, a blank and blank hood. An MF hood. <laughs> no, you don't want to have to live your life leaving the house like that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's happened with this whole thing that's happened with, um, Brianna and um, Ahmad and uh, 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 George Floyd. Mr. Floyd mm -hmm. is like folks is just coming out from up under the rocks, coming out from up under the trailers, and they taking it back old school. You know, we've had at least five or six lynchings since yeah. they passed the bill where lynching is supposed to be a federal crime. We've had five or six lynchings in this country. There are no black men running around here committing suicide, hanging suicide. themselves. <laughs> no, right, you're right. right. Come on. So Come on. it's been very painful for me because I'm going through a lot of emotions because of my family's history and the history of us as a people here in this country to be as old as I am and to see it as bad as it was when my mother was young. You know, yeah. lynchings, and, and we we saw Mr. Floyd lynched, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then the guys that just got indicted for, um, for shooting. Ahmaud. Yeah, for Ahmad. <laughs> if, if we didn't push with the video, would that have even happened? Exactly. So it's a 
sadness. It's a sadness that I have, and I have said out loud, why do they despise us so much? All we have tried to do is survive and yes. thrive. That's it. Yes. That's it. We still hate it. And something came to me today. Something came to me today. And this voice was like, if you have a, a, a whole entire culture when white supremacy was created and it literally was created, we used to all be indentured servants, white people and black people. Mm -hmm. Whites and blacks came together to protest the upper echelon whites, keeping them down. And they kind of started switching the rules up on them because when you were indentured, you could get out of indentureship, right? Mm -hmm. Servitude. So they, um, the white indentured service and the black indentured service came together because the servitude thing was kind of waning. They were running out of people to, to be in servitude. And so they got together to revolt. And then that's when the upper echelon, the 2%, said, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't have them coming together because they're going to come against us. So that's when they gave the white people, the people with the white skin, they started saying white people and gave them privilege. Yep. Okay. So, and you can see it to this day. Now, no offense, but you can see Bubba in them over here. <laughs> With their beer and their swastikas and their flags, and that's all they have is their white skin. Yep. Because yep. that's what they were given, and and all of a sudden, I saw a lecture on it. The lady was saying black people didn't go, white people, the the the, the bubbas didn't go up. They didn't go up to where the upper echelon white people were. Nope. Blacks just went down. Mm-hmm. You had these people here, right? Mm -hmm. And um. I was saying all that to say what? Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, this is what came to me today. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? There has been so much indoctrination from Giddy Up in order to have, when slavery kicked in and it was all about the Africans being slaves, mm -hmm. us being non-human, us just being chattel, us being looked at as property. Yep. So in order to do that, you have to disassociate yourself somewhat from looking at somebody as a human being, right? In yeah. order to hang us, kill our children, yeah. do everything that's been done to we us, were, right? We were three-fifths of a man. We weren't even a full man. <laughs> okay, so what, what I, when, I, when I asked the question, why are we so hated? That was weeks ago when I asked that question. But then an answer came to me today, and the answer was like, it's hard for people who know that their ancestors and that they're still benefiting from that treatment of you it's hard for them to look at you every day realizing and knowing that you are a human being you know mm. have a soul we have now because we're free and we're out here thriving you have to acknowledge us as not what is it three-fifths human yes you have to not look at a hundred percent and to smash that together with knowing what you did and what your ancestors did is a hard thing. So they're constantly trying to keep us at three fifths. Yeah. Constantly they trying, they, trying to trying they don't want to, to face the guilt. Right. And and like demonize and, and the propaganda. Everything has to keep us in that so that so that, that can be justified. This is the answer that came to me today. I'm not saying that it is the answer, but that's something that crossed my mind that just spirit spoke to me. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean it makes a lot of sense. Uh like you said, it, it it is a question like why why do you still have this hate in your heart for 
it's not even like it's, it's it's very difficult because I think back in the day it was a lot easier to be racist because you didn't have to work with a black man. You didn't have to do certain things with with a white person or a black. But now it's you have you're, the guy you're working with right next to you every single day for eight hours could be a black person. And he's showing you. Y'all doing the same job. Y'all making the same salary. And he probably doesn't share maybe. some. He probably doesn't. Well, maybe. Or he probably doesn't share some ketchup with you. Hey, man, you got some extra ketchup? You know what I mean? It's like uh -huh. they're showing you that it's normal. We're normal, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, And you still have this deep hate in your heart, man. And it's sad. It's, it's super and sad. That's to my point. That is to my point. Because it's much easier to be segregated and separated. Mm -hmm. than to have to look over and see a grown man or a human being that you have been indoctrinated since grammar school, if not earlier, mm -hmm. to think that they are less than you. But yeah. the truth is, it's that um, cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Truth, you know that they're not less than you. You know it. <laughs> so, that's where the fight comes from, because I'm like, listen, we only have a certain amount of time on this planet. My mom passed away at 79. OK, I'm 52. I mean, that's got to be some strong uh, medicine or, or way of being to spend the majority of your life trying to keep some keep somebody down or keep them into a place where you were, were taught that that's what they were. And I will say I do have empathy for white America. I have empathy for Bubba because Bubba went to school and learned that he was better than somebody with melanated skin. Mm. That is taught in our schools. The true history of natives, of American, of African Americans, and all of that is not taught in school. The white yeah. supremacy starts right there. Yeah. Yeah. So how can you blame them when they get out and they see you working next to them and you're, or you're their boss and they're, you know, they're still, <laughs> how can yeah. you blame them? Yeah. yeah. Positive dissonance, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I called it I called it a few episodes ago and it really wasn't making an excuse or saying that I called it I called it a I said it was a a, a mental I, I what did I what did I call it last a few I said it was a, a mental disability I said just I mean it really to keep thinking that that this way of thinking of just hating a person because of their color I'm just like that has to be something going on upstairs for you just to just like really truly have that in your heart, man. It's tough. I'm it's like, ingrained. Like it's you watch, ingrained. like you, they, you watch LeBron yeah. James and you cheer for him, so you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's like their, that's that's their source of entertainment. They don't care about man, that. But as far know, as know. you know, their beliefs, you know, and, and their views about people of color, it's like you know that's. It's before grammar school. It started at birth. That's the mentality of the people that's raising yeah. them in their home. Yeah. Their parents are teaching them that. So it's like, if you think about the things that your parents taught you, like I, I have lessons that I learned from my parents that I hold true to this day, mm -hmm. right now. Now, it's nothing as wrong. It's nothing like hatred <laughs> of a whole race, mm -hmm. but it's that's what they're dealing with. You know, they've been taught and groomed, you know, from birth or as far as they can remember to hate this other race or that this race was inferior mm -hmm. until whether they, you know, get into the, the real world and, and or the workforce and they're forced to work with someone of color. And then they are, you know, just our current times, you know, 
living through a black president, you know, seeing seeing what we are actually capable of as a people to overcome all the hatred. Now it's like, ah, oh, you know, what am I supposed to do? I've been yeah. taught this way my entire life. And now I have people who look like me telling me I'm wrong, telling me my parents taught me wrong. And so that's the, the the battle that they're now dealing with, quote unquote, internally. So that's why yeah. it's like it's harder I, for them to even face yeah. it. And rather than face that truth that other people, you know, that look like them are telling them, it's like, nah, I, I, I can't have it. I got to I got to stick to my roots. And those are those. Yeah, I just see showing up to the Trump rallies yeah. and still pushing <laughs> black people around and trying to relive yeah. what was happening, you know, in the 60s. Yeah, I just I just still at the end, at the end of the day, I still don't make I, I still can't accept it because. Um, we were taught soul food was the best food ever until our doctor said, whoa, 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 you better lay off that, lay off that fried food. That's all my grandmother, you know, that's, if you go down South or anywhere, that's, that's right. all you know until you say, hold on, man, I got to add some green to this plate. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? So, but man, yeah. you know, I, it's, it's, it, it is, it's, it's crazy, man. But I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to ask you, um, uh, Miss Hawthorne, I wanted to I wanted to ask you one thing since we're talking about race and I kind of wanted to stay stay in that um, again. Your resume is is ridiculously long on how many roles you've been in and, and 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 everything like that. And how has it been being a black woman in Hollywood and just, you know, have you had to fight? Have you has it been easy? Has it been how how's that? How has it been? Uh, yeah, I've had to, I've had to fight, uh, and I don't mean like out in the streets fighting and I don't even mean fighting with the source. Some of the fight just comes from within myself, with myself, mm, you know, okay. fighting to not be discouraged mm. by certain okay okay yeah no i didn't i didn't i didn't mean physically fight <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want you to i hope you you know i didn't well maybe oh, that could yeah. Look, I got a okay. yeah you said <laughs> she, she got the roots from alabama you probably can get it in a little bit <laughs> come on now but, um i yeah i think there's colorism in hollywood even mm. amongst uh black people you know the black producers and the, and it's and it's really hard when it's your people the people that look like you that are colorizing things mm. you know like the leads are light-skinned chicks with nice hair and the you know and then you know mm -hmm. okay you know, i can't say the so much yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> gotcha. we, we get it we, we get it yeah. you know so that tends to be the common thing if i see a lead that looks like me, and you're starting to see this now with you know Issa Rae, and and it's refreshing, yeah. you know, like yeah. oh thank God, you know somebody with their natural hair or somebody, um, dark, paper bag or darker, not paper bag or lighter, yeah. you know. Yeah. So um, it happens, and it happens, it happens from like it's systemic. Mm systemic just like everything else yeah, so people yeah. aren't thinking outside the box gotcha. you know you know why can't i be the lead 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 why do i have to be the the sidekick or the the you know i went through a phase when i first started off i was nurse secretary and i'm saying maid but i only played a maid once and that was in a show on stage and i called my mother crying 
because we had auditions for the lead part and it was George M, I think was the name of the musical. And he's the guy that wrote all the Americana songs. I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy, all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was, it was a show about his life and they were auditioning for his wife in the show. And I was in college. It wasn't a college production. It was a summer stock production. And I was the best person for the job. Mm -hmm. I was the best person. And they handed out all the roles and they were handing out the books with the sides, the sides of the lines, you know. And then he waited till he got to me to the end and he was like, you're um, Kim Hawthorne. And I, I was like 20, you know. <laughs> and he was like, you're the maid. Because mm. the George M had a maid. Okay, and, and the maid had a little funny part where she got on the piano and she was singing all proper and then she gave it some, well, no, maybe I'll put that part in there, but I had got a big laugh. But anyway. <laughs> uh, and he was like, yes, you know, um, we liked you for the wife, but you can't be the wife because you're black. Okay, so that was that. I called my mother crying. That's when they had pay phones. I went to the pay phone <laughs> and I called my mother and I was in tears and I said, I don't want to do this. I don't want to play this part of this maid. I don't want to do it. I said, they straight up told me I was good enough to get the, the wife part, but they didn't cast me because I was black. I was like, I don't want to do this. I'm not doing this part. And she said, honey, my mother was a quiet storm. She had advice. She never gave advice unwarranted. Like, you know, if you didn't ask her, what? And, and she, and sometimes she wouldn't give advice at all. She just would like, do what you feel is best. You'll figure it out. That's a wise one. Yeah. But this time she said, honey, she said, go ahead and do it. She said, be the best maid they've ever seen. She said, and then don't you ever play a maid again. Did you see situations like that more in theater than, than, than Hollywood? Or is it, was it pretty much the same either, either route with, you well, know, not more in theater. Not more Not more theater, I was in Alabama. I was in Birmingham, Alabama. Ah. It, was, it was the location. Got it. Right. Yeah, so in the yeah. theater, I would say no, because in the theater, we're open to everybody. Gotcha. You know, the theater is like one of the first places where, you know, gay people were just regular old folk. Yeah. You do have mm -hmm. you do have colorblind casting in theater. They're more open to colorblind cast. Right. I right. mean, that, that was a hurdle to get over, too. You know, but then as, as I went on and I went on into my career and I got into like uh, my TV career, I remember I was in Atlanta and I went on an audition and I was like, well, I want to audition for this part. So the guy was like, oh, no, they're not going to cast you for that. And it was like some other part. So then I got relegated to nurse and secretary and maid. It was nurse, secretary, maid. We got to take maid off of there because I wasn't doing yeah, no maid. <laughs> Mama said no more. <laughs> nurse and secretary. Then after that, they kind of graduated us and upgraded us to um, judges, doctors, and police chiefs. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it Think about it. Yeah. So it was always a figurehead. Yeah. It was a figurehead. If you were a strong black woman, you know, especially natural hair, whatever. It's a figurehead. You're like police chief, doctor. Mm. Blah, blah. But where is our inner life, our dramatic, yeah. emotional life? What's mm. going on with me? It's like with the show, with Carissa. Um, all the stuff that happened with Carissa on the show two seasons ago. And Jacob and his father are sitting there. 
and he I found out he kissed the the the, the wife of the you know he kissed Tasha and I was like here we go and so they have a scene I found I found that a lot of times they were talking about Carissa but you weren't really seeing Carissa mm. Carissa where's Carissa where's Carissa mm. oh geez and so every year we have a meeting with the writers and they ask you they're great writers because they always ask for your input a lot of shows don't do that mm-hmm. and so they say where do you see your character going what do you want how do you want to you know expand on your character and i said well i would like the audience to take a journey with me as opposed to just hearing about me somebody mm-hmm. third person because he asked jacob that Oh, she, she, he said I went somewhere out, out doing something. Now, in my, my character, I didn't do that. In my mind, <laughs> I went to the movie by myself. And I was watching a comedy, but I was sitting there crying through the whole movie. But the audience didn't get to see how I felt about him uh, kissing. I get you. I get you. So it's not seeing like the, the authentic like response of what you would really do. You know, is that, is that kind of like. Hey, you're investing in all of the other, and I'm not talking about Greenleaf, okay, specifically. I'm just saying in general how how melanated people are portrayed, okay? Especially if you're my complexion. This is my opinion. Anybody can disagree with me if they want, but I've been doing this for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we're relegated to figureheads, and you don't get to go on an emotional journey with them. So that is the difference that I'm trying to say. If the audience had come to the movie theater with me and saw me affected by the fact that my husband was somewhat intimate with somebody else again, mm-hmm. <laughs> you would have again. Him, maybe yeah. everyone wouldn't just think Carissa's this hard. Yeah. So where's yeah. the emotional journey? Gotcha. With this woman, where you can have some empathy for her, and I'm I'm using her as, as an example. This no, is it not- may, yeah, it makes sense. It makes total sense because, like you said, don't just show me as this figurehead, as this hardcore person that is, like you said, that is I'm just a hard black woman that can take whatever. Like, yo, show, give me emotions also, like, because that's real who we are. We do have true emotions, and we do have these feelings that we can express. You know, and and show you know you can we can do that and still be strong, <laughs> you know. Right. See, yeah, Cordy and I, man. So we've gone back and forth about uh, Carissa, and you know, uh, kind of how she's portrayed now. And uh, we're like, oh man, Carissa, like she's cold blooded. She's, you know, she's like, I'm not leaving this house. I'm like, she's going in. I'm like, and you know, was she was she passed on to her husband, and. Um, <clears throat> You know, everyone's like, you know, up and up and like, I can't stand her like that. And 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 Courtney, Courtney's my fiance. I'm sorry. And um and she's sitting there like, well, how many times did Jacob sidestep <laughs> on Carissa? And she did something one time, and he's like, I want a divorce. Da, da, da. You know, it's it's been it's 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 funny, man. It's it's yeah. The double yeah. standard is real. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Right now, it is. <laughs> and um. Uh, that the part that she's saying is is what probably one out of ten women, you know, get. 
Yeah. Out of 10 women. Um, because I think sometimes, unfortunately, in our culture, we've somehow been trained to ride or die, you know, yeah. and to not complain and to not. And I think a lot of the audience that watches too is younger and thinks it's okay for a grown woman and her husband to be living in their in his mama's house, you know? <laughs> yeah. No grown person who has two grown kids, you know, one grown yeah. kid, one. I'm supposed to be happy in his mama's house? Yeah. Yeah. The viewers are young and like, man, you got it good. You, know, you got a house, I got to put a what? You, you know. like, nah, we ain't got it good, that ain't good. <laughs> life, you're, you know, Carissa, owns her own business you know she's she's runs that school you know um she's educated uh so is he there's no reason for them to be living in a house like that i mean yeah. except for the fact that they need us in there to have the drama and the storytelling because a lot right. of the stuff goes to like sets you know you you go when we went to the parsonage you got to build another set you got to you know it's a whole nother so there's a there's a technical um artistic reason for certain things as well you know okay. Okay. Yeah, you said something. Um, I, 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 we, we just went straight in, and I really wanted to start from the beginning. You said you've been in, and that's all right. That's good. That's how it goes sometimes. But you just say, you know, you've been doing this for thirty years, um, which is a long time to be in the game. And uh, let's just start from the beginning. You said, you know, what got you into acting, and where, where did that, how did that, you know, what was the influence to even to get you started there? It was just ordained in my soul when I was eight years old. I, You know how when you're little, or whatever it is that you guys love to do, whatever your love is, whatever your passion is, at some point something clicked in you and you were like, I wanna do that. Mm -hmm. yep. When I was eight, um, you know they have the, the uh, people that come to the school to perform. So there was a performance troupe that came to perform and I remember sitting on the gym floor, looking up on the stage and seeing these high school maybe they maybe they were young adults performing i don't remember what the performance was but i remember sitting there going that's what i want to do mm. and it never changed oh, nice. it, it was it was burned in my heart and i was like a laser and i didn't unlaser myself from it until i was well into working as a professional actor meaning my whole trajectory was like I started studying opera, piano, um, acting. I went to high school for singing. So it was always entrenched in the arts and performance. I got a scholarship to college, uh, a partial scholarship to study classical music. Mm -hmm. I then, when it came time to claim my major, I wanted to act, so I made my major into musical theater so I can incorporate the theater with the singing and the dancing. And then from there, you know, like I said, I did the summer stock. You know, and then I went on to, I moved to Atlanta. I worked at the Alliance Theater in Atlanta. I was in, and then I started acting professionally from there and doing television there in Atlanta. That's where my television career started. Okay. I stayed for about four years and I moved to New York. And I was able to work in New York and I did a lot of regional theater around the country. I stayed in New York for four years and then I moved to Vancouver, Canada, where I worked on TV and film. And then after about seven years there, I came down to L.A. and um, kind of ended up full circle back in Atlanta shooting um, Greenleaf, you know, 10, 12 years after I I came back from, um, you know, from Canada. Mm -hmm. I moved back 
Canada in 2005. I booked Greenleaf in 2015, 16, something like that. Okay. How was it with the, the, so I always look at things like when people say they, you know, want to act and how families take on it. Just like, 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 like someone saying they want to be a musician or they want to be, you know, like you said, acting or, you know, Music things like that. Producer. Yeah. Yeah. And TC, you kind of, you kind of can attest to this. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of can attest to this. How, how did your, how did your mother, you, you know, how did your family, how they receive that? I know you said you had a laser focus, but you know, was that like, wait, hold on. Like you want to act, you know, how was that perceived? How was that received? It was perceived like from my mother's standpoint, she just, we had a, my, my teacher, Sister Maria, sat her down and said, your daughter has talent. Here's a place in town where she can get piano lessons and, and you know, get some training, learn her music and all that, which inevitably, that was grammar school. That helped me get into an arts high school and get scholarship to college. Okay. So my mother listened to her. My mother yeah. listened to her. She's like, oh, okay, well, let me take her down here. And there I was. Now, my father, on the other hand, he wanted political <laughs> science. He wanted me to go on political and see myself in the backseat of the car and him driving and him preaching. He would always go, uh, I what? I am. You are. He, she, it is. He wanted to make sure that we could speak proper English. Mm -hmm. he, and he wanted me to go into political science or to. And I said, Daddy, I don't I don't like politics. I don't like I don't want to be a lawyer and I don't want to be a doctor, but I have played one. More than once on TV. <laughs> you can say I did it. But you have to. Um, you know, he was a black man in the '60s. Yeah, that's um, why I asked that question. Born yeah. In the '30s, and uh, was six. You know, and in Newark, New Jersey, Newark was very progressive. You know, that that's like Atlanta. You know, it's black people were yeah. in Newark. That was our, and it still is. Um, I, they're incredible incredible people there and i when i go back i realize where i get my hustle and my grit from that's yeah. just something on the streets of newark you know it's mm -hmm. in our blood and um he uh he owned his own barbershop he was a business owner mm. now you know what i mean <laughs> he yeah. was on back when i was a kid i would go down clinton avenue and look up and it would be like hawthorne's barbershop Mm. You know, now as an adult now, I'm like, okay, black man, yes, yeah. do your thing. People came mm. in and rented chairs from him. So I know that's part of where I get my entrepreneurial spirit from as well. And my aunt, my aunt Faye, my mother's sister was very entrepreneurial. Um, but he was a black man who was raised in the South, who was heavy into education you know how it was back in the day you got your education okay mm -hmm. and so where where could we excel really people wanted their kids to be doctors and lawyers and it's it's kind of still like that to a certain degree <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so he was right in line with that doctor or lawyer so here i come in here with like i'm singing i'm dancing he's like that is, that's not going to pay bills that's not going to he wanted me to be uh successful and be able to provide to provide you know for myself yep. That's why that's, I asked that, especially, especially. That's why with I asked him, that, because especially with the, spirit. Uh, well, especially them from being the South, I, I, I can really see how, 
you know, I, I don't want to, I want my, like you said, even to this day, we look at that concept of saying, like, I want my kid to be a doctor, a lawyer. You know, you name those few professions where you uh-huh. think it's like, you ain't got to struggle. You're going to be good, you know. So that's kind of why I asked that question because, you know, uh, but you did, you kind of had someone to help co-sign how good you were. And I think that was definitely a help. To TC, you just went to your mother and was like, I want to be, I want to make beats. <laughs> I want to be a producer. Yeah. And uh, she, she wasn't having it, you know, and, and, and even me, uh, you know, again, saying like, you know, I want to go to Columbia for music production and, 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 and sound engineering and having a plan and presenting that plan. Like, this is what mm. I want to do. Nah, nah, Damn. you're going to, you're going to go to the university. You're going to get a real, a real quote unquote real job and bring, you know, provide real money and, and, and stability for your family, not going to make beats. Cause she's, she's heard me, you know, beating on a table when it's dinner time. She heard me in the, in, in the bedroom, you know, on my drums and my drum machine. She's heard that to her as a hobby, not, not yeah. an income, not stability, not something to provide for a family. Yeah. I could have been a, a, a Pharrell Williams or Swiss beats <laughs> or t- a Timbaland. I could have, who knows? She but nah, that. She, she nipped that in the bud. That hurts my heart. Yeah. <laughs> hurts yeah. my heart. Yeah. And I was talking about this last night. Um, when we get the creativity beat out of us, when we get it talked out of us, when we get it yeah. timed out of us, and what I mean by timed out of it us is the creative journey can be somewhat hindered by God's timing. And so if something's not happening fast enough, Mm-hmm. It, it gets timed out of us. You go, this is not going to happen, and you 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 turn your back on that calling. Yeah. And I was talking to some people last night, and and I was saying, um, in, in, encourage your children. I've known little boys that wanted to do ballet, and their fathers put them in hockey. It yep. could have been an exploration call. This is a this is a calling that God puts on your heart, and a lot of times. From a parent standpoint, I understand you wanting your child not to struggle. But listen, I have struggled as an actor. I have eaten Ritz crackers and peanut butter and jelly. And I'm not talking about separate peanut butter and jelly. I'm talking about that peanut butter and jelly that it comes in the same damn jar. Okay? <laughs> Striped up and down. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Dip, yeah. <laughs> the dip, whatever it's called, that dip, peanut butter and jelly. I couldn't even afford a separate jar of peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> Do it all in one. So... But that's a part of what feeds into your story mm-hmm. and what feeds into your um, victory at the end of the day. And so I like to encourage people and also parents, if your child comes to you and be like, I want to do beats, let them do beats. Let them go to Columbia and study it. It is their passion. It is something that they're not going to wake up and feel like they have to do. They're going to get ready to go to bed at three o'clock in the morning and be like, I've been doing this all day. That's how you want the person to live. We are here as, as vessels for a higher purpose. And part of that higher purpose comes from that calling that God puts in us. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. So I, my son, my son makes beats. Hey, hey. Son, here we go. He's here a we go. poet. He's a wordsmith. Got yeah. too much cursing in some of it sometimes. <laughs> that's, that's that is that's what you know. I I think uh, my mom was most worried about. Um, and and you know, funny thing, just 
speaking about the podcast, like, you know, we, we talk freely, you know, on the podcast and neither of my parents really listened uh, to the podcast. Just, you know, just, I don't know. They, 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 they were afraid of what they were here. And, you know, some, some, some episodes are straightforward. Some are intellectual. Some are, you know, we, we clown a little bit. It depends on the episode. It depends this is, on the guest. TC, this say, this say, we have balance. <laughs> we have balance. Yes, we're a very balanced podcast. We have something for everyone. And my dad, uh, who recently followed me on social media, just so happened to listen to one of those episodes that were on the other side of that of that scale of balance. And, uh, you know, and then had a conversation with me like, yeah, you know, like I'm 36, you know, I'm an adult <laughs> and, um, you know, I will use adult language. And uh, but I appreciate, you know, his point of view and, and what he shared with me, you know, as far as saying like, hey, you know, I just don't want anything you're saying to prevent you or uh, from getting or, re- or receiving an opportunity from someone. He's like, I know you. I know the type of person you are. I know what you can do. I know what you can provide. But someone hearing you for the first time may prejudge you off of what you say on an episode, you know? And so I think that was a big part of my mom and her trying to steer me away from music production, predominantly in the in the area of rap and hip hop, which is what my focus was. Like, ah, you need to stay away from that that road. I know what that hip-hop sound is i know what they yeah. do like yeah. nah that's not you just focus on a real career that so that's that's where she was coming from i get it but to but, their defense but yeah, let me know. let me speak for them and I, I i can't speak for them but in the best <laughs> at the best of my ability um you know i'm 42 uh hip-hop is probably 42 in itself right we could just say hip-hop probably started the generation of hip-hop you know hip-hop music started in probably 78 you know 70 sometime in that time right so to the to the defense of the older generation what makes it a lot easier for us to be able to speak so freely of letting our child or letting our kid to be able to express and have a passion behind art is we are now being able to see billionaires from this art that's called hip-hop right before that your mother had never heard of a beat maker or anything like that she's like what are you talking about you know to where now my son who is six about to be seven if that is a dream or a passion of his it'd be easier for me to be like all right show me what you got you know what i mean versus you know our our you know my grandparent or someone like that being able, being able to see it and Ms. Hawthorne with you it's you know you been through that fight of being an artist and seeing so you're you know you more than us you know you've had 30 years of grinding in this thing called you know and acting in this artist this art form of you know what you do so I think that might be it you know and I mean do you guys agree do you think it's a lot easier now especially since we have more visual and we have Instagram we have all these ways of seeing these guys who've made it I think think it's um I think that's a very valid point I love it and I love that perspective because it really is echoing what I said about my father telling me to be a doctor or a lawyer Mm -hmm. because think about it Sidney Poitier was probably it (laughs) As far as, okay, maybe mm-hmm. Cissy Tyson, maybe. I mean, because that's why, I, you know, I like Cissy Tyson. I remember watching her, but we didn't have a lot of people. So he's like, well, wait a minute now. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, didn't exist at that time. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So that's right, what right. his parents looking at him. Now we have Jay Z and all these people. Yeah. At and go, okay, this is a viable. You don't, you know, you can just do it in your own home and run your own label, and it's a different time now. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. You no, know, that's very true. You could have taken what you did, and this is what I know. This is what I know from being in the industry and 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 seeing all the different cogs in the wheel of what makes even a production work, because we do have musicians in the production, we have sound people. We have people that just work in the studio where they deal with the sound and do the music. You could have parlayed that into any other kind yes. of um, uh, use of that discipline. Yeah. Yeah. So you you went into it from from what drew you into it. Right. You know? Like musical theater drew me in, but eventually I just went straight into acting and said, okay, I don't want to sing as much. I want to, you know, do the acting. So I mean, I think that's part for me because I I have seen all these different things that you can do as a, as a, as a sound person, as a producer. We have a music producer on our show, um, Tank. I don't know if you know who Tank is. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Tank is our, he's been our music producer for the last two seasons. And Serious, Tank, okay. Tank, I don't know. Okay. He told me his story about how he got started and started, you know, he was out there just making beats and doing stuff. And, and so, um, but now he's like, you know, doing all these musics with Star and our show and and making bank. So yeah. um, I think um, I think the thing to do as a parent, because I don't know, you have a child, I don't know if you do, but I'm giving you parental I, advice on parenting. <laughs> not I you, mean, not me. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's about does. to, my, yeah, he's about, he's seven. He's about to turn seven next okay. month. Just from experience and, and in seeing my son, because he started off with filmmaking. We thought he was going to be a filmmaker. Okay. He went to a school, a middle school for filmmaking, mm. and got the highest award when he left, and left and was like, I don't want to do that no more. So, <laughs> I'm like, sis, boom, rob with this rap music. Go ahead, rap your butt off. You okay. know, throwing as many curse words as you think you need to. I don't like it, but whatever. But that doesn't mean that's what he's gonna be doing next week. Right. Next year, I keep sending him books on Martin Luther King and Malcolm X because I'm like, somewhere in there, he gonna read one of these books and be. <laughs> some lyrics you know <laughs> yeah there you go so i mean it's the passion that's going to take you on the road you don't know what the end result is you might not have been just in rap you could have been anywhere you know you could have been yeah, anything yeah. Like that so yeah, that's the that's the beauty in today's time. You know, I think, uh, you know, our our like I just always go to our grandparents. They always you know, you think they they worked a job for 30, 30, 40 years. And that's what was success. What well, that's what they labeled success as. And today, like you said, I he left with the top the top label and said, I don't want to do this no more. And, and it's OK today, you know, and, it, and it's OK. We see that all the time. We see people like just like, man, I just left my six figure paying job and I'm gonna start this food truck. Like okay. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> yeah, you know. I so love it. Yeah, so that's what? acceptable now. So yeah, my grandparent would have been like, nah fool, I'm about to kill you. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So today yeah. is today is good. I, I I do um I have a question. I have a question for you, Miss Hawthorne. I when did you once you, you know, you've been through the 30 years of acting and, you know, like you said, started off, you know, doing a, being a maid and just going into all these different roles. When was it did you sit back and say, whoa, 
I'm Kim Hawthorne. Like this is this is real. Like this is like hold on. This is who like, I am. Mama, you know? mama, I made it. Yeah, when, yeah. When was the Mama I made it moment? <laughs> um, I still have those moments. I still have those moments because I try to do regular old stuff. Nah, you can't do that no more. Right, and then <laughs> like well, okay, I'll give you an example. Um, I. I joined a um, network marketing group. They sell five dollar jewelry. I love jewelry. The jewelry is five dollars. Oh, what's it called? Uh, paparazzi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paparazzi. Okay. <laughs> we know about the paparazzi. <laughs> We've had a couple sellers. We've had a couple sellers on the show. On the show. Uh, <laughs> look, 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 look. Okay. Listen, <laughs> uh, blink, blink twenty two, blink twenty two. Okay, but anyway. Multiple streams. Okay, multiple streams okay so anyway so this is something that happened to me they had beginning of the year everybody's like re, re, re you know committing to everything they had a boot camp they had a boot camp and, and and you have all these facebook pages and so this wonderful lady who was training it was like a 30-day boot camp january to you know end of january and so i go and she's like you know introduce yourself and um, tell us how long you've been doing it, what your rank is, everything. So I'm on there. I'm like, put my picture on. I'm like, hi, I'm Kim Hawthorne. I've been doing wait, this for six Wait, 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 hold on. Is this, wait, let me ask you this. Is this post Greenleaf? Is yeah, this? This was is, like January, this past January. Ah, oh, come on now. You know better than that. Oh, okay, go ahead with the story. Go ahead. You know, okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay, I'm listening. You say I'm Kim Hawthorne. <laughs> a picture of myself on the page with my um earrings on you know hey. i could have told you that wasn't gonna work i could have told you that wasn't gonna work okay let's go the goals were and you have to remember this boot camp it required you to do things like you had to count your inventory you had to go on and say what your why was like do a little video and everything but so the first thing was just introducing yourself with a picture and all that so i wake up one morning four o'clock in the morning <laughs> and i see my upline my phone is blowing up i'm like what is going on and I see them commenting to people like, <laughs> um, we are handling this. We're handling this. Don't go on the page. Don't look at the comments. I'm like, what are they talking about? All of these people are like talking about me in third person. That's not her. I don't think that's her. Yes, it is. Because I heard that she did so-and-so. I saw one of her lives. Uh-uh. Why was she? Mm -mm. I don't think that's her. This is a fake profile. This is a... <laughs> Upline, I ain't gonna lie. I would have thought that too. I'd have been like, that ain't, nah, that ain't her. She shut it down. She was like, yes, this is Kim Hawthorne. This is the actress from Greenleaf. She's been doing this for X amount of months. She is very humble. She is in my downline and you are being very disrespectful mm -hmm. to her and this process of her wanting to do this boot camp. And so I never went back on the boot camp, you know? And I was talking to somebody else, and they were like, the same thing you said. What were you thinking? I was like, I wanted to train her. What the hell? You were like, you were I was like, well, I guess I am. But I don't I don't look at myself like that. You know yeah. why? You know why? Because when you are hoofing it, yeah. when you are hoofing it for 30-something years, mm -hmm. and then you get on a show that's popular, and people finally know your name, Go back and look at my resume. You know my face. You've seen yeah. me. In yeah. You've seen me in Lucky Louie. You've seen me in all of the, you know, How to Get Away with Murder. You've seen me on all these shows. Mm -hmm. You may not have my name. Yeah. Now, yeah. 30 years in, 
you know, life is like, well, okay, we're going to make sure you're going to, they're going to know your name. They're going to know your <laughs> And go. so I'm just walking around like this actor that's just been acting for 30 years. Yeah. It's yeah. no different to me. It's not like I came out the gate and all of a sudden had some, you know, a household name. Yeah. It should be a little, shouldn't it be a little easier in uh, LA, right? Because I mean, you know, I, I figured that's the land of actors, you know, should, is it, can you go to Chick-fil-A or can you, can you oh, just... Yeah, I can go. I can pretty okay. much go anywhere. Ella, okay. It's the airports. The airports. Nah, yeah. But I mean, security's you know, way easier if there's somebody black running security. I mean, last <laughs> time, look, the lady, the lady That's that was to, the lady that was supposed to be scanning me was hugging me, and the rest, <laughs> of, the rest of people in line were like, Who, "What's going on?" Who's that? Who's going on? Oh, we, oh, we love take yeah. care. <laughs> yeah, they probably like. So tell me what's gonna happen on season five. <laughs> right, right. I've, I've yeah. never, I've never been, I've never been starstruck, but I, 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 because I never really run into someone famous anywhere random. I've never just like bumped into like, oh, there's so and so, and so like I really don't. I say that I wouldn't be starstruck, but I don't know what I would do or how I we would act if I ran into someone that I knew from television or a movie. Like I don't know. I feel I, like I would. I feel like I would fall into the starstruck lane somewhat. Like I would try to play it cool, but it'd be something like super corny. Like yeah, he 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 trying to hold it in, but he starstruck a little bit. But man, that, ha that happened to me. Like usually, if I see a, you know a star, I, I try to give him a how you doing and keep on moving. But man, I was in a security and Angela Bassett was right next to me, and I was like. I couldn't oh, even, man. man my I got tongue twisted, man. I was like, I can't even say anything. <laughs> I couldn't even say and anything. she's so fatigued. Yeah. I couldn't that even say. I mean, literally, I was right next to her, and I was like, and another lady behind me was like, "That's Angela Bassett in the back." I was like, I can't do nothing. I just kept on yeah. walking. I, I, yeah, I couldn't say anything. <laughs> how, how, how does how does that how does that feel for you? You know when someone does notice you in there you know oh my god can i get a picture can i get a hug and you're like you know you're just trying to you know get from point a to point b like i i i always try to stop and take a picture with people and be That's and good. be courteous yes um uh the only time that i've had issues with it is when i'm in the bathroom <laughs> 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 I heard two yeah. chains rap about that before. When I'm in the <laughs> like, bathroom and I'm coming out the stall and they're like, "Can I get a picture with you?" I'm like, "I, I ain't even washing my hands washing yet." My hands. <laughs> in the bathroom. Hello. One time I was with my son and I was we were in a restaurant and I was talking to him about something and somebody just came up. What happens is a lot of times people get so excited they don't say hello, excuse me, my name is yeah. so and so. Sorry to interrupt you. They just go. Hey, can I like like your public property or something? Right, and right, so right. At one time I said, no, I'm talking to my son right now, you know, because that was our time. That was my right. time, my son. Yeah. And the person just didn't approach me properly. But normally I'm good. The only other time I haven't done it is when I paparazzi again. I went to one <laughs> of the conferences they had and a lot of people wanted to take pictures with me there. And I said, no, I'm just here as a paparazzi consultant. I'm not here as a celebrity. You know, I said, mm. now when I get up in the ranks and I start making bang with paparazzi, you can take pictures with me. There but I go. just seen a lot of people taking pictures of me because when I joined, all of a sudden, my picture was showing up on everybody's Facebook saying, oh, d look who's doing this, join my team. 
And so I would start going on their page, or you can join my team, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They try to use your face to nah, get uh, you join my team. Yeah. So, so yeah. I didn't want to take a lot of pictures because I knew that they were going to show up, and and it, it almost feels like a violation of sorts, you know, yeah. to, to all of a sudden look up and you see you're advertising something for somebody else. It's just kind of a violation and yeah, it, 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 it gnaws away at you. Like when you get into a certain position, people want things from you. Even people you don't know, they just, they'll Instagram you, they'll, people ask you for money. It's just the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest okay. thing. And it just starts gnawing at you. So you have to kind of start protecting yourself from certain things. And I knew, you know, I knew it was going to be probably awkward for the person that was with me for me saying no. But I said, I don't have a problem saying no. Yeah, I don't yeah, have, yeah. And you have the right to. <laughs> but what I did was I just engaged in conversation with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hi, who are you? Who are you? Hi, well, how, what, how long have you been doing this? You know, the ones that, that wanted to have a conversation. Because I'm, I'm into that, like what we're doing, you know, really relating and discussing things. I'm an introvert, so I like that one-on-one -on -one interaction. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know we only got you for a little bit longer. I told you an hour, but I have, I, I have, a, I only, I think I have only like, you know, pretty much a couple, like a couple more questions. But one of the questions I do 30 years of doing this, 30 years of, you know, um, following your dream and your passion out of all the roles, what has been your favorite one? Um, I think my favorite role was a role on Jeremiah. Did you guys ever watch Jeremiah? It was on Showtime back in early 2000s. I haven't. Uh -uh. I haven't. And I played a role called Theo. Um, Luke Perry and Malcolm Jamal Warner. Okay. Okay. And I played this warlord called Theo. Okay. And, um, it was about these kids whose parents died. Anyone who had reached puberty died. The virus. Oh, them. yes. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so I pretty much left... Um, the world with kids yes. and we grew up raising ourselves so i played this really off the chain um warlord who was like in her 20s and she was like badass she was funny <laughs> she's such a well-rounded character and they just let me do whatever i wanted to do with with her um okay. that that was one of my favorite characters and of course um portraying carissa and i'm not just saying that because you guys know me from Greenleaf, but I love playing Carissa because she's the character that I've spent the most time with. I've spent, you know, five seasons with this character and I I love her. You know, I don't okay. always like what she does and like how she does things and like what she's about. But I love being that strong, um, well-spoken, um, straight, no chaser, black, professional, educated mother yeah to represent that on tv how hard is it because i've seen guys are together <laughs> see how, trip for a minute. <laughs> how hard is it uh like because i watched this jim carrey special and it was this role that he played and it almost took over his life because he put himself so much into that role to where it really kind of messed him up mentally. I mean, that and was a pleasure too. You know, that was, yeah, that was yeah. what happened with but him playing the Joker. Hear, yeah, like people you, embody yeah, that role. Yeah, yeah. you hear that about, I think they said, uh, uh, what's the name did it too with Blade? Um, uh, Wesley? Uh, Wesley Snipes did it with Blade. They said that 
he became that character. So even it was offset, he was still Blade. So my question is, you know, with you being into the, you know, the art of acting and like you said, you've played Carissa five seasons. How hard is it to disconnect from that or add in who you are into that character? It's not hard. It's not hard to disconnect. Uh, Carissa has a has a very distinct, distinctive voice. Um, so if you look at Heath Ledger and um, Wesley Snipes and Jim Carrey, they were in a movie genre, and so mm. that's a whole different kind of shooting schedule and a okay. whole different type of immersion as an actor. And when you're doing TV, you're not immersed like you are when you're doing theater or you're doing uh, a film. Now, something like that happened to me with theater. I did a one-woman show called um, Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill, where I portrayed Billie Holiday when mm. I was in college, my, my college thesis, you know, to graduate. Mm -hmm. And um, and I did get immersed in that character. I did get taken over by her, you know, mm. And uh, so I can relate to that. And it took me a while once the project was over to come out of that, mm. come out of just her mindset. So what happens is you start taking on the mindset of the character. Now with Carissa, you know, I may go to work for like eight hours or 12 okay. hours a day, sometimes two hours. It depends on what we're shooting. And you're shooting a scene here, a scene there. There's a break. You're socializing with folks. You I got know. you. On a film, if you're a lead on a film, I could see you being in your trailer, being serious about your part, um, something like playing the Joker or something like that. You have to stay in character. And there are times on the set of Greenleaf where um, I would have intense scenes and I would have to go to the um, first AD or second AD and say, can you please ask them to be quiet on the set? Because mm. you have to just go way deep and they can't say action and all of a sudden you're like, and now I'm, I'm yeah. you know, like Dora, I found out she was having sex. That was a serious scene. So we can't be kikiing and then they say action. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So or show some tears. <laughs> yeah. Right. It has to be some preparation to some of these scenes because they, they have a certain amount of intensity. But because, you know, after you shoot that scene, you're done with that scene, you're on to another episode, okay. you can kind of release that. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that, that explains a lot. That, that, that helps out, you know, helps me understand a little bit more. Like you said, movie, you know, Blade was, you know, I've heard people being on sets of movie from eight in the morning to three in the morning the next morning, you know, so I, I can mm -hmm. understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. But man, we thank you. This has been good. I, I really appreciate you taking your time and having a conversation with us here at the Stakes is High. Um, can, I, can, I, can I throw out my uh, socials? That's what oh, was yeah. my next thing. Yeah. That was my next thing. You yes, beat me to please. it. <laughs> okay. Yes, please. It's at the Kim Hawthorne, T-H-E, the Kim Hawthorne on all socials. And then if they want to follow my jewelry, it's um, on Facebook, Kim Hawthorne Bling Bling. And then I also design these ready-to-wear head wraps that I'm wearing. It's head wraps you don't have to watch a tutorial for, ladies. You just <laughs> You can follow me at the, T-H-E, Regal Wrap on all okay. 
that. Okay. Okay. And we will have all those, all her social and everything. We'll have it all tagged to in the description for this episode for sure. For sure. So T C uh, anything just, else, man? I, just, I know I just, you I just followed just now. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay. We, yeah, we I'm, I'm gonna do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're in business. Yeah, no yeah. man, I, you know this was this was this was excellent man. I, I really appreciate you coming on and, and shedding some light, you know, about yourself and your roles and what it is to be a black woman in this industry and, and, and successful black woman in this industry. So yeah. thank you very much for, for your time and, and, your, and your words. Yes, yes. Okay, well, you be safe out there. But get you some security. Get you some security. If you need security. <laughs> I don't need it, no security. I am. <laughs> <laughs> my face. My facial reactions. <laughs> oh, I got one one thing. Any 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 tea, not a spoiler, okay. but any any insights you can give us about something coming up on 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 Greenleaf that we should be prepared for. So wait wait. So what what comes out no, on Tuesday? Wait, it comes not out a on spoiler. What day does the episodes come on Tuesdays? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Tuesday at nine o'clock. Eastern, Eastern, six Pacific. Oh, I know the dog on time and everything. We watch, yeah, we watch. We so <laughs> episode you, two, yeah. episode two would have already aired when this drops. Oh yeah, drop on. yes, yeah. Um, what can I say without giving anything away? Uh oh. Mm. I can't say anything because I. Don't know. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I'm serious. I mean, what am I supposed to say? You asked me to tell you something without telling me, so I can't. No, say- okay, no, okay, get, she can't this, do it, man. It could, it could be a little, a little, a little, a little, a little something, a little sprinkle of something, but not too much. What you got? Yeah, I can't say it because even if I say it, and I'm not getting in trouble, okay? okay. There you go. Yeah, all see, right, TC right. trying to get her in trouble, man. Don't do that. <laughs> all, right. all right, all right. I'll, I'll be yeah. patient. I'll wait. Yeah. I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait and watch. We only have seven more episodes, so it's not that many more to go. Mm-hmm. Gosh. I'm sad. So what I'm sad. I'll, I'll say that. Wait, but do you know Is about this the spinoff? They're doing a spinoff. I didn't know that. See, there we go. There's a little bit of tea. What's they're the spinoff? Doing- I didn't know that. I don't know anything about it except that they're working <laughs> on it right now. Okay. They okay. literally are working on it. They don't. They don't. They are figuring it out. Real quick, before we, I gotta ask one more. I gotta ask one more, and we're gonna let you go. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> what is you're 30 years in? Um, you've done, you know, Greenleaf. You've done theater. You done. What is your dream? role like right now after green like after the dust settle what what is your like yo i want to this is what i want my what's that role that you that you would love to play i would want to be cicely tyson in her biopic Ooh, cicely tyson biopic yeah 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 is that something you you already working on or no Okay, I you just, just well, I mean, I'm just, you just, you, you put, that's what I say, put it out, put it out in there. Yeah, put it in the atmosphere. Miss so, yes. Hart, though, as soon as it happens, you have to come back on the stage. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. All right, cool. So yes. we're claiming it right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, be safe out there, you know, along with, you know, not only, the, you know, the pandemic that's going on, uh, just, you know, we, we definitely, 
Um, wish you the best in everything you do and keep on shining as a black woman in this game. Thank you. <laughs> all right. All right and sorry, sorry for all everything that went on the beginning. We was trying to do the Skype and phone number and everything, but we here now. We hey, got it. Y'all younger than me. I know the youngins know how to get home and all this stuff. I feel it's going to work out. All right, we got it. Got yeah. All righty. We appreciate right, you. Now. All right. See you. Have a good Take one. Take care. All right. Do you guys go? Yeah, man. It, man. That's that's, that's it right there, bro. That's dope. Come man. On. Good episode, man. We had, that was good. She she dope, man. Down to earth. Yeah. I knew that, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew she was, man. From just having the conversations of trying to get the, the episode set up, man. She, I knew she was super dope, man. Down to earth, man. So that's, that's needed, man. We, you know, we appreciate that and. You know that's that's kind of what you want. You know, not even I'm not gonna even say kind of. That is what you want that's when, you, yeah, especially yeah. in this field, man. This industry, you don't want to deal with the you know the cocky, the arrogant. Yeah. It's like you know we just want to have a you know a regular conversation with you. I've the only other the 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 one celebrity I bumped into was Rick Ross. I think I told you this on like a on a Southwest flight. I don't know if he mad because he <laughs> was in general seating like me. But yeah, you know, try to like I'm like, oh Ross, what's up? You know, that's 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 the biggest boss. I'm trying to say, what's up? Nah, mm. play me, play me hard. Me. I'm like, yeah. security dude, like man, keep it moving. Like, he, like cause like he, he probably was mad because he had a uh, right. B36. Bro, come on, bro, he, straight up. He, you know, Southwest, if you'll check, if you'll check in early, it's over. Hey, hey, straight up. This and this was Big Ross. This boy started eating pears. This is Big Ross. And so he was mad, first up in that seat, probably man. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. He was, a, he was, a, he was a dick, man. I'm like, come on, yeah, yo. man. He don't fit up. Yeah, in fairness, man, they're human. You know what I mean? He could have had a bad day, but just like uh, Miss Hawthorne just said, man, she tries to at least try to take a picture. Yeah. You got to understand, I, man. You, you, yeah, you know. Tell me a deuce uh, or something, bro. Yeah, that's it. That's it, man. But yeah, man, dope, man. I, like you said, I, I love to see just down to earth, you know, someone in this game 30 years, man. You know, yes, she yes. she's super humble, man. So yeah, that was a good episode, man. I appreciate appreciate her. Thanks, Nicole, man. We appreciate you passing that on to us for yes, sure. Yes, thank you. Yes, sir. And before we go, brother, if someone wants to hear not only this episode again and again, but they want to hear previous episodes and if they want to get in contact with us, how can they do it, brother? At Stakes is High Pod, that's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of our episodes you can find on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or interested in being a guest on the show, please shoot us an email at stakesishighpod at gmail.com. Chill, 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 chill. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for listening. And yeah, hit us up, man. Hit us up, man, and you got another. You got a cousin out there. Hopefully, one of y'all got Obama as y'all cousin. You know, that's my favorite. That's who I want, Facts. man. But <laughs> damn, I meant to ask yeah, her, man. I meant to ask her. Yeah, I meant to ask her to put us on with Oprah. Nah, nah, nah. Kim, <laughs> well, she be like, cool. I text her right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kim, when you listen to this back, when you play this back, uh, we catch her when she play. Uh, you know, when she we, we catch her later, man. But yeah, that'd have been cool, you know. But Oprah probably you gotta probably go to th- gotta go through ten people to get the Oprah, bro. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, man. But all right, everybody, thank you guys for listening. Stakes is high podcast. Peace. Peace.